0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast.
1: Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove Podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. on Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long.
0: I feel like Who Arted? Ed. to splice it. Who, Who Arted? Is Mr. Wood <laughs> Art Ed me. Yeah. Either way, It, it's it works so I know. That's not too great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at George Surratt's Sunday on La Grand Jatte. Now, just a reminder, if you're listening on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of those platforms that support episode-specific cover art, you can see the image of the work we're discussing right there in your podcast app. And, of course, while you're looking in your podcast app, please do me a favor and leave a rating or review to help others find the show. Now, on to our actual topic, George Surratt. In 1894, George Seurat began going out to this idyllic little island away from the urban center of Paris. It was a place where people of various classes would relax. While the image is of people at leisure, Seurat was anything but relaxed. He was a disciplined artist on a mission to create a work that would be significant in art history. He spent years developing this piece. He made dozens of preparatory sketches to work out the composition and the technique. While the 1890s was the heyday for Impressionists, Seurat was part of a new breed. Some consider him a post-Impressionist or Neo-Impressionist. Today, his technique is called pointillism, but in his day, Seurat preferred the term divisionism. He was dividing the image into discrete bits Carefully painted, uniform dots of paint like pixels that make up our digital images today. While his process was careful and handcrafted, Surratt was fascinated by science. He developed his approach after reading the works of scientists like Michel-Eugène Chevreau and Ogden Rood. One of the key concepts that Surratt latched onto had to do with how color is perceived in relation to its surroundings. He was reading about uh, some trouble people had restoring tapestries because they couldn't simply dye to match a piece. They had to account for the surrounding colors. Surratt's idea was that dividing the image into these discrete dots of color and paying careful attention to the interaction of one color juxtaposed or placed next to another color, the painter could arrange combinations that would heighten the contrast and make the colors more vibrant. Surratt wanted to make this particular piece stand out even more, making it all the more vivid with a colorful painted frame of dots around the perimeter, and that was offset by a clean white painted wooden frame. That's how it stands today in the Art Institute of Chicago where it's displayed. Seurat was fascinated by the interaction of contrasting colors, but his work is steeped in other contrasts as well. It's rendered in a way that seems rigid, uniform, cold, almost mechanical, And yet, the subject is people at rest and at play in the park. We see a woman dressed in what appears to be very fancy attire, and yet she's walking a pet monkey, because apparently, that's what sophisticated people might do back in the 19th century. (laughs) Seriously, pet monkey. Pretty rad. But to my mind, this painting is full of seeming sort of contradictions, or at least contrasting points. I mean, there are these people who seem sort of relaxed and carefree, and at the same time, there's a small child who's looking out confronting the viewer. It was exhibited with the Impressionists, which I associate with that sort of quick dashed-off. I mean, it's the impression of what was in front of them, and yet it was so carefully and meticulously rendered. The subject is people in the park, sort of at rest from the modern, urban, industrial age of Paris, and yet it's rendered in this way that seems cold and almost mechanical. It's full of organic forms composed of neat and precise dots. Sunday on La Grand Jatte is a sort of companion piece to his other painting, Bathers at Esnieres. I don't know why I'm suddenly doing like a Spanish accent on that. I don't know. The Bathers piece. Now, the Bathers are the working class on the left bank, while Sunday shows the bourgeoisie on the right bank. If we imagine the two paintings side by side, almost like they were a diptych, the people on both banks would be looking out at each other. The Bather in the Waters looking out of frame it seems like he's calling out. Within that painting on its own, it would feel a little unbalanced as it leads the eye out of the composition. But if we consider the bathers and Sunday, like I said, almost as a diptych, the bather appears to be calling out to the people on the other bank. This action is mirrored in a way by the woman fishing on the Sunday painting. In both compositions, we see this mirroring, this sort of symmetry with the poses of figures laying on the ground. Interestingly, while the bathers are soaked in bright sunlight, the bougie people on the Sunday on the Grand Jatte are in the shadows of the trees. Now, Seurat was interested in the notion of people of different social classes meeting and mingling in this bucolic retreat. He wanted to show the contrast of those people of different social stratas um, coming together in this park, but there's this beautiful sort of symmetry and harmonious balance that's achieved between these two works and these paintings and this sort of juxtaposition of these different people. Just as there's this harmony in the arrangement of the contrasting colors within his work. And one other contrast I mean, this piece was quintessentially modern. I mean, he was trying to make a modern piece, but at the same time, he was inspired by a historical piece. Surratt was inspired by a relief sculpture on the Parthenon, but he didn't want it to be historical. He wanted to paint everyday people, but with a creative approach meticulously rendered to elevate an ordinary Sunday afternoon into something historically significant. And I'd say it worked. I mean, here we are looking at it 125 years later.